Thank you, choir. That's uh, Vance Chancel Choir under the direction of Mrs. Debbie Briding. In Genesis, we continue to hear the story of the ever-so-dysfunctional family of God. 28th chapter of Genesis. The story goes like this. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and laid down in that place. 
And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And all the families of earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. And he called it, he called that place Bethel. But the name of the city was Lutz at the first. Now the 23rd or the 13th chapter of Matthew, starting at the 24th verse, is another agricultural parable that Jesus is telling. So be careful because my Nebraska is going to come out. And this is, this is a parable that is, I think, largely unfamiliar to a lot of us. It is certainly nowhere near as common, commonly known as the parable of the sower. But it's interesting nonetheless. So this is how this parable goes. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But when everybody was asleep, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And he answered, The enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went to his house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. 
And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What an unusual parable we have here. Weeds and wheat. Weeds are good. No, wheat is good. Weeds are from the devil, the evil one. Here's the thing about this parable. Jesus knew a little bit about farming, for sure. Because in the time that Jesus was speaking, where wheat was grown pretty commonly, there was an invasive species of weed that also grew alongside the wheat. We now call it darnel. And darnel is an interesting weed because as it grows, it looks exactly like wheat. So here in the field, you have wheat and something that looks exactly like wheat. It's not until they're fully grown can you tell which is which. Because here's what happens. When they're fully grown, the good seed produces a head on it that has more good seed. But the weed produces an empty head that has nothing to contribute. Isn't that interesting? And so you can't separate weed from wheat until it's fully grown because otherwise if you pull out the weed, you also pull out the wheat. And both are then without root and soil and all the things I wish Andy Barger was here to tell me about plants, because I don't know anything. But all the things that plants need to continue, they can't have if you just start randomly pulling what you think are weeds. Interesting tale, huh? couple of questions that it raises. First of all, what are weeds and wheat doing in the same field? If good seed, wheat, is supposed to, in the parable, represent God's children, the followers of Jesus, why are they in the same field 
with children of the evil one, with those who do not follow Jesus, with those who produce nothing good for the world. Do you ever know anybody like that? The C.S. Lewis chronicle of what is the faith journey really, the Chronicles of Narnia, have four children who interact and represent various kinds of disciples of Jesus in it. And They interact with Aslan the lion, who is the main figure, the Christic figure in the stories. And at the last, in the very final tale of that series, there is in London a plane, a a, a train crash. And the children are transported into what we later understand to be heaven. But, of course, because they're all animals, it's a barn that they're transported to. And only three of the children make it. Because the one who was seemingly following Jesus, or the Aslan, the same as the others wasn't really a follower. Hadn't really opened her heart to what Aslan, God, had in store for her. She just looked like everybody else, but didn't actually produce any fruit. That's a toughie. Why do some people believe And then act on this and produce great fruit and some people don't. This tale wants to say that the devil makes us do it. Maybe that's true. But I would say if that's what we're talking about, the devil comes in many forms of philosophy. I don't need Jesus Because I have a good life now. I don't need Jesus because I can be a perfectly good person without him. I don't need Jesus because, I love this one, this is my favorite. Christianity makes me feel bad. Because it talks about sin and waywardness all the time. It also talks about redemption, freedom, the excitement to live in a world where we have a purpose. See, it's that thing about the wheat produces a head, full head of grain to be used for good, whereas the weed produces not one thing. They look alike, but they're not.
I was talking to a pastor friend of mine this week, and he was talking about preparing for this sermon, and he said, I am tired of tares in my congregation. Tares are weeds. Tares in my congregation. I want wheat. I want to look out and see a field of wheat growing in my church. And if you've ever seen a field of wheat, they grow more in Kansas than in Nebraska, I'll give you that. But they're rare, it's beautiful. Wheat is beautiful to look at. Because it has full heads of grain. And they really do. They really are amber waves of grain that happen. And I've been thinking a lot about what he said. I want wheat instead of tares in my congregation. And I wanted to say to him, well, I want a lot of things. It doesn't mean you're going to get them. I didn't say that to him. I said, look harder. Look harder. Because you may be surprised because the wheat and the tares, they grow together. And while the churches look at this as always to say, oh, well... They must be weeds. We miss the boat in judgmentalism and criticism if we don't look and say, oh, they might be wheat. Friends, we're growing together in the field. of the world let's us act like wheat produce good help those around us open our doors to the poor have fellowship with people who might not be like us actually help people in need If we can do that, then that's like the full head of wheat that has produced a great product that will continue to grow and grow and grow. So from reading this parable this week, my best advice to you is be some wheat, not a weed. Thanks be to God. Amen.